button over there says tell your friends instead of tell your aunt, which I think makes more sense. Uh, definitely makes more sense to tell your friends. So, yeah. So um, I'm going to jump down and talk about the Facebook stuff since we're already talking about the Facebook button. There's a lot of things going on there. So let me grab this link for you. Um, they've done some updates to, uh, did your aunt ever watch this? No, I don't, my aunts don't care about internet marketing too much. <laughs> um, Facebook, Facebook locals. So they've uh, released some uh, insights specifically into local uh, Facebook stuff, which is pretty cool. So they'll actually, they're actually starting to, from what I understand, kind of use maybe some of your GPS features on your phone and different things like that, where they can start to tell when people are within your area. And now they're actually saying that they're going to start targeting uh, or watching when people come in and out of fair, you know, different retail outlets or they walk past the front of it or things like that. So they'll start to tell you when the, the best foot traffic times are, things like that. And not just the, the best foot traffic times, but the best foot traffic times for people that uh, make the most sense for your demographic, which is pretty insane. So if you're a, um, a sports bar, then, you know, you would obviously want to know what the foot, best foot traffic for people that are interested in NFL game or something like that. You know, so uh, kind of cool. Uh, Andrew asked about the distance. I think it was uh, 150 feet, 250 feet. They gave a couple different examples of how far you can go. But still a, a pretty cool thing if that comes out and really goes forward. And uh, it's going to work for uh, let's say places who have multiple locations too. So you can target people specific, specific to each locations, uh, which is nice. Uh, another thing that they did is they actually um, increased the uh, local outreach part of the ads. So I'm running some, some local uh, outreach ads for one of my clients and they're costing 0.002 cents per impression to reach these people. So, I mean, they're spending a couple bucks and reaching, you know, a thousand people and that's pretty dang cool. So, you know, and it's all kinds of branding. Now they can actually start to ratchet that down and, and only show those relevant ads to people that are interested or possibly interested depending on their demographics, which is neat. So a lot of cool stuff coming out with Facebook um, local. They also um, give you now the option to uh, do dynamic ads. So if you're close to uh, the location in St. Louis, then it would come up and say, hey, uh, come visit us at our St. Louis location. If then you're, uh, you drive over to Illinois and you go to Chicago or something like that, you'll see an, if you have a location there as well, they'll see an ad that actually says, join us in Chicago. So um, dynamic ads, pretty cool. It also changes this call to action depending on where you're at. So it finds the lo closest location and hooks you either to that location's page or that like location's phone number, depending on what your call to action is. So um, this is all pretty new stuff, but pretty cool things coming out with the, the Facebook, specifically for local uh, businesses that need more foot traffic. And for my client, uh, this one in particular, they have a great reach on e-commerce. They have a great reach online but they have a really hard time getting foot traffic into their store. So this is a, this is going to be a terrific tool for them. And I'm sure they're not the only ones that are struggling from this. So 
Um, also on Facebook, I just saw this and I literally don't know much about it, but it looks pretty dang awesome. It's um, it's um, flex targeting. Have you seen this, Andrew? This is uh, pretty cool. So now you can do either and or statements when you're building uh, Facebook ads. So uh, hello, uh, Elaine. I think that's how you, oh, is it? I guess it's Elaine. I hope to say that right. Uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Andrew's having some trouble with his mic there. So we just have to look at how cute he looks today, I guess, and <laughs> move on with things. <laughs> but the uh, let's get back to flex targeting. Pretty cool. So you can add some either or statements and or and statements. So you only want to show ads to people that are maybe fans of two specific groups or you want to show ads to to they like one page, but they don't like another page or they're, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that are that are really cool. Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and click on and, and we'll let you come on in and uh, maybe you can help us learn a little bit more about this. It's uh, the, the flex guys. targeting looks like it's pretty cool. There she is. Hey, thanks for jumping on. All right. I really just wanted to give you guys a little blab assistance. Okay. Hi, Andrew, you probably, I don't know if you remember me or not from Social Buzz Club. You, you know who I am. Okay. Good. Are you on Chrome? Are you on Chrome, Andrew? All right. You know about the little icon at the top? That. <laughs> okay. So did you change the mic? Did you refresh since you changed it? Okay. He's going to try something else. You only have, oh, you only have, oh, all right, just try to refresh again. It never hurts to refresh again. <laughs> as long as you're not the, as long as you're not the only person in the room. If you're the only person in the room, you don't refresh. Yeah, then it kicks you out. That's, that <laughs> is not a pretty thing. Out, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. So Hopefully, are you guys you recording can... a pot? Are you recording a podcast, honey? Yep. We do it every Tuesday and every Friday. Okay, well, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you, too. Hopefully, we can get him back in and he can help because I'm sure tired of people are listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I did not hear about the flex that you were talking about with Facebook. They're, it just keeps coming up with stuff, don't they? Yeah, their advertising is really good in the first place. So having the opportunity mm -hmm. to do some uh, adding some different things in like that is even better. There he is. No. Oh, we hear something. Oh, maybe that's a lead in the background. No, we still can't hear you, Andy. No, no can't hear you, Andy. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I tried. Thanks for jumping. You're welcome to stay, though. The only, the, the, but the only other thing, I can't, I'm at work. The only other thing is to try Firefox. Just because sometimes there's, like when all else fails, which you've already done, just try Firefox and see what happens. Or Opera. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'll continue to listen in because I'll okay, perfect. task. Okay, good. <laughs> Bye. Nice Bye. blabbing with you. Blab with you later. Okay. <laughs> so uh, flex targeting is a pretty cool thing. Definitely worth checking out. I, like I said, I just saw something about it recently, so I have uh, no experience with it yet, but I'm excited to get in there and play with that. I think that's going to be pretty cool. So um, next, Facebook also came out with something called the Notify app. Andrew, you are on an iPhone, so have you seen this yet? Haven't seen it yet. Okay, I don't get it because I'm on Android. 
uh, but they just came out with the, this app where it actually notifies you of different things depending on who you're following. And it reminds me a lot of uh, the iOS news app, which I know both of us are a fan of. So you can actually pick different uh, categories that you want to learn more about or get news or updates about. And you can get notified when new things come or new, new things are published related to those things. So you could say you want to follow social media or you want to follow a specific brand like Mashable or something like that. And on your app, it's really not, um, it's not branded as a Facebook product. It just pops up and, and notifies you that there's some new piece of content out there, which is pretty cool. Um, we use the, um, the Apple News app a lot. And actually, there's been several different uh, brands coming out with these news type items lately, uh, which is interesting in its own that everybody's trying to come out with something related specifically to learning more about different news things. Andrew, we got you. Can you hear me now? I hear. Oh, my gosh. I hear you. I'm elongated. I'm on Firefox and they've squished me. I've lost some weight. Yeah. 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 You definitely look a little skinnier. That's okay. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Holy heck, a heck, a doodah. Yeah. That was crazy. Thank you, Eileen. Yeah. Well, good. Awesome. Yeah, glad you, glad we got you in there. Uh, so the Notify app's pretty cool. You need to check that out since you've got uh, an iPhone. You can you can do that now. It's called Notify, and as I said, it's not really branded as Facebook. So uh, I don't even know if it's going to be branded in the. Apple Store as a Facebook product or not, but it might be. However, from what I understand, it does make you log in with Facebook in order to get it to work. So my take on it is if they're getting you to log in and then you're using this external app that's not necessarily having anything to do with Facebook, but they see what you're following and what kind of pieces of information you want to be notified about, that's going to help them with their targeting when you are on Facebook. Yep. And their ads there. So you're once again, it's another way for us to teach Facebook more about ourselves and what we want to see so that they can show better ads to us. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of the negative stuff about the Notify app already. You know, people just saying, you know, what really? what's the point of this thing? It's just to really dig into us even more to really find out what we're doing and that sort of thing. So yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some other there's some other things in there. Now, I'm, as soon as it comes out on Android, I'll definitely try it out. Uh, but I don't know if it's that much different than, like I said, the news app. I'll have a look at it. I'll have a look at it for the next show. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So our next show is Tuesday, by the way, if you guys uh, want to jump back on Tuesday at 1230 Central. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. So uh, let's see. Um Oh, here's an interesting one. Before you go, before you go there, before you go there, Jennifer just jumped in and she said, "Did you see Brian Fanzo's periscope?" Yeah, I did, and uh, he wasn't really happy with it this morning. So um, uh, that's you know, that's some of the things I heard about. It's like, really, do we need another? Do we need another notification app? It's just insane. So yeah, yeah. I didn't see his periscope, but I did see him on Michael Stelzner's show, and he talked a little bit. Oh, about did he? It as yeah, well, right, so. right, right. Yep. Yeah, Jennifer says she's got a bunch of apps already. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's one bad thing. Facebook, right? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, also another thing with Facebook is kind of creepy, but they are now um, scanning your camera roll 
and recommending pictures that you haven't uploaded to be uploaded. So I'm assuming there's some sort of permission thing there, which people may just by default click yes, yeah, whatever, whatever. But uh, a little freaky that they're going to go back through your camera roll and pick pictures out that you've taken but haven't uploaded. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that part do. of their terms and service when they do one of the apps. I can't remember which one it is. There was a big uproar when people, when it first came out, and everyone's like, oh, you know, they're going to go through you. They're going to listen to your phone calls. They're going to access your microphone and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the buzz died down about it, but I don't think they changed anything. So, yeah, they can still access your, uh, your camera roll on, on certain, certain apps and certain privacy settings. That, that's the last thing you want is like, oh, you want to upload this. If there's photos there that you're thinking, oh, I don't want anyone to see that, you know, hang on a minute. If, right. if Facebook are looking at it, is it on their database already? Are they downloaded it anyway just to say, yeah, sure? You know, and then you got the other problem of, well, what if you're not on a Wi-Fi? What if in your data and you've got a real big picture or a couple of pictures, suddenly you, you know, you're spending your data plan too. It's just uh, it's a little freaky for sure. Yeah. Yeah, don't take pictures. Yeah, now with the Android, uh, I know that when I originally set it up, it automatically would take my pictures and, and upload those to Dropbox or it would upload those to Google+. Plus. Right. Uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't publish them, but it would automatically upload yeah. them for me. Yeah. And that was a little freaky, so I went in and turned that off real quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I get mine uploaded to Dropbox only because I want it as a backup. You know, and so all my photos go in there, and then I've got it backed up in a Dropbox, but it's not shared anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, I do the same thing with Dropbox, but I don't load them up to any of the social networks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see. Uh, that was all of the Facebook. Now that was probably half of our show, just talking <laughs> about the Facebook changes. Um, one thing about Twitter this week, and that's that they actually have seen a 6% increase in the hearts over the favorites. Mm. So a lot of people were fussing about the change from favorite to heart, and Twitter's reporting that uh, they're seeing an increase from it. So, you know, we talked about that whole thing was to try to uh, help the, the newer Twitter users feel more comfortable with it, and th that it's the same over some of the other networks. So maybe it's working. Well, I was reading an article about this, actually. Here's an interesting little thing. I've never really thought about it, but the heart symbol, you know, we're used to that um, as a like. And what they're, what they're afraid of is that, you know, when they, when we had the stars, the stars was a favorite. It's like a, a bookmark. It's like, hey, I'm going to come back to that later. So um, you would share a post. You'd go and retweet a post because you liked it and you wanted to share that out with everybody. But what they're afraid of now is the fact that um, you might – you, we might start seeing people saying, well, I'm going to heart that. I'm going to like that. Instead of sharing it, I'm just going to like it to tell the person, hey, I liked your post rather than resharing it. So they're, they're doing some tests. A couple of smart marketers are doing some tests to see whether the reshare or the retweet buttons or uh, the retweets themselves will drop a little bit in place of the hearts going up right. because you really ultimately don't want that. You want to be able to get people to retweet your your tweet so you can get out in front of people um, rather than just the heart. So it's going to be interesting to see if the psychology of what a heart does changes the way the message goes out. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. By the way, if anybody wants to jump on and they have any experience with this, uh, feel free to jump in. We've got an open seat. Uh, we'd love to hear your uh, experience with it as well. 
And uh, so that's the only piece of Twitter news that we had, which is kind of strange. You know, typically it's we've got a couple a week going on. And yeah, usually. Troy old Jack Dorsey's been busy, but it uh, looks like he's been a little quiet this week. Actually, was there something else in there? <laughs> I thought there might have been one other thing, but maybe we haven't. We've covered all of that. So, yeah, cool. Um, uh, that's, the only, that's the only Twitter thing I see. you got some Periscope stuff there too, right? Yeah, two things uh, that Periscope uh, has come out with. One is pretty cool that they've added a fast forward uh, and rewind option on the replays, yep. which is pretty cool. So, you know, a lot of times uh, when you're doing a Periscope, typically there's a couple minutes of setup at the beginning, you know, and people are kind of getting everything together. It's nice that you don't have to watch that now. You can get to the meat of things. Uh, and I know that people sometimes will take their Periscopes and they'll they'll – embed them or they'll upload them to YouTube or something and put in notes, you know, at two minutes, I do this. And at five minutes, I do that. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier, you know, that now you can just fast forward to that piece of the meat, you know, that piece of what you want, which is great. Uh, but I think it would be even better if they could actually put those bookmarking options into the actual video. That'd be pretty sweet Yeah, where you can just, you know, you know, the, the producer or the piece of the, the person that created that content can bookmark different things that happened during that uh, scope. But um, we've got a question there. What, what's your thoughts on Periscope for LinkedIn, for people on LinkedIn? Do you think uh, it's a valuable tool for people on LinkedIn? Um, what are your thoughts? I know you don't use LinkedIn a lot, do you? I don't use it a lot. So I, I have used Periscope for a couple clients. Uh, so I have uh, one of my clients is a knife maker. So I went to their place and I did a Periscope, uh, like a tour of their of their place where they're making the knives and they showed the ovens and they showed the cutting saws and things like that. Uh, but I I don't know about the, the LinkedIn because that's almost kind of a, a B2B thing. Uh, and I just haven't thought of any examples where that might work. Well, I think, you know, here's what I'm thinking about Periscope. Periscope is one of these tools that it's such an awesome um, repurposing tool. So let's say it doesn't matter what, what space you're in, but you've got some message to give out and maybe a message, maybe it's a five minute message. You know, do your Periscope on that message, right? And then record it, download the video, upload it to YouTube so you've got a copy of it. Get a transcript of that, of your little Periscope. So make sure you're not just fluffing around and talking stuff that's irrelevant. Make sure it's to the point and then get that trans, get that uh, video transcribed and stick it on um, LinkedIn on Pulse or put an article on LinkedIn so that then you've got people who are reading your article because, you know, you want to make sure you're putting some good content on LinkedIn as well. So get your little article. You don't have to put your Periscope on LinkedIn, but at least you've got the content or the the um, the text around that article. Put a link into the bottom of your uh, of your article and say, hey, you want to go watch me talk about this stuff? You want to see the interaction that I've got? So see some of the questions that people are asking me around this when I did my Periscope. Uh, here's the link and send it back to your website sort of thing. So, you know, Periscope can be a super platform for creating real quick content Having some live interaction, getting it transcribed, you've got 24 hours to, to um, replay it anyway, but download it, keep it on your phone. Um, then all of a sudden, you've got content on YouTube, you've got content for your blog post, you've got content for LinkedIn or Pulse. Um, you've got all sorts of content creation just by doing a live five-minute um, Periscope. And the cool thing is that you can automate a lot of this. You don't have to do all this work either. Um, you, can get a, right. you can get a few little systems in place that just automates all this sort of stuff. Um, and then you, you're punching out content every day. And, and, you know, five minutes of speaking can be around about, um, depending on how fast you speak, if you're from New York, it's probably 3,000 words. 
Um, <laughs> excerpts from somewhere else, it might only be 200 words, but you know, you can get a whole bunch of content out. Um, we just do a little periscope, and you can be different periscopes anyway when you're walking the dog, you know, whatever your thoughts are. So, I know it's a bit of a rant, sorry about that, but it's just a great place, a great right. place to do some uh, content. Yeah, that's terrific. I like how you can take it and, and do multiple things with it. I will say real quick that there are some people talking now, especially marketers, uh, around the idea of why is Periscope limiting it, limiting it to 24 hours. Mm. They're kind of encouraging people to take those videos and put them up on YouTube versus staying on the Periscope platform. So uh, interesting to see if they end up changing that. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, think yeah. about this. Um, I can't remember the, the numbers that we had, but um, there was something like uh, 40 hours, uh, no, four, ridiculous amount. I think one of our early shows we did this was the amount of hours that were uploaded to Periscope every um, you know, every minute. And uh, right. that's a lot of content to store on a server. So I think that's a bit of a purge system where they're like, let's just get rid of our stuff because that's a lot of massive servers that Periscope have to build real quick. Yeah, maybe it's it's just a money saving thing that until they can get some more, that yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that'll change down the road. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The other piece of news uh, around Periscope is Couch Mode. Have you played with Couch Mode yet, Andrew? No, I haven't done that one yet either. I've been uh, too busy in hotel mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, apparently you can uh, just sit on the couch and you know cruise all the different Periscopes that are going on. Around the country, see what's see what's happening in different industries, uh, different places, and learn not just other business things, but different uh, uh, different cultures, things like that. Uh, yeah, uh, Market Recruit says it's good entertainment, great entertainment. So, great entertainment. I haven't done. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to get there and check that out. Yeah, it might be kind of cool. Uh, just yeah. sit there and, and kind of cruise through, see what some other people are doing. It kind of maybe opens your eyes to some other parts of the world. So uh -huh. uh, very good. Oh, that's Brian Crawford. Hey, Brian. So uh, uh, that was the other big piece of news about Periscope. And we're almost out of time here. Uh, so nice to see them in the news. We, we haven't had them uh, really anything about Periscope in a couple of weeks. No, no, but they're still, they're still kicking it. I think they're uh, winning the market on uh, winning the Meerkat market. That's for sure. Um, but it's good to see. Yeah. You don't hear much about Meerkat anymore. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, hey, just for those people that joined too, by the way, thanks for joining in. Um, we do this show every Tuesday and every every Friday at 10.30 Pacific and 12.30 Central, 1.30 Eastern. Um, and all we do is talk about what's changes, what are the new updates and changes that are going on on different online platforms, social media platforms. Um, half an hour, we sort of send it to half an hour, so we're about to end this show, but we'd love you to join us every week. If you want to jump in and uh, be on the open seats, we want more people to jump in and talk about it. You don't have to know the news, just have a just have a voice and, and have a chat. You know, we'll bring up some ideas. We do all the research and we'll check it all out. And then we just chuck up some ideas and say, hey, what do you think of that? What's going on here? So um, if you want to join us, just just please jump in and join us. But come and, come and check us out, 10.30, as I said, 10.30, and, uh, 10.30 every Tuesday, every Friday, and we talk about what's going on. Um, if you can follow us on Blab, we'll, we'll put a, a post out um, or you can subscribe to our next show as well. Um, Funnily enough, we fill half an hour with all the changes that are going on in just three days. So uh, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, but we thank you for joining us too. Yeah, we usually don't get to talk about each individual piece of news too much, but at least everybody can know more about it and get the different links to go learn more. So, Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, All Jennifer, right. for following us. That's that's awesome. Um, and uh, you know, as I said, we we do this regularly. We don't get a lot of people on here, but we're working it to make it uh, more bigger and more entertaining and exciting. Um, led by Will, of course. <laughs> well, it's good that we got you some uh, some audio today, so that helped. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Finally. I'm in a hotel. I'm sitting right right here at LAX. You can look out the window and see the planes landing. Um, so sometimes hotel internet is not the best, but we struggled through and got through this one. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, every, thank you everybody for joining us. And uh, we will see you Tuesday, as Andrew said, at 1030 Pacific, 1230 Central. And uh, until then, y'all have a nice weekend. Thanks, guys.